Hi, I'm Gabs, and I write. That could be anything. Well, okay, fine. What, what right, Gabs, what writing would you like to talk about today? When you say writing, like I think about all the ways there is writing. And I'm like, what writing? Do you think of yourself as a writer of all the ways there is writing? Or is there a particular writing you are particularly deeply in love with? Well, I mean, that's a good question. I think it kind of depends. I uh, like the stage of my life and um, what's going on. I guess, I guess at my deepest uh, center, I would say I write books. Okay. That's, that's kind of, even though I've never officially published one, I did enter that movement that started a couple of years ago where people were like, don't hedge and be like, well, I like to sometimes write, but I'm not a writer. Just like, <laughs> you know, like own it. So I'm like, okay. So I write books. I write plays. Uh, I write short stories. And most recently, um, because I'm tired all the time and books are hard, I write a blog. So do you, okay, that only leaves out, I mean, obviously there are all kinds of other writing, but the major thing it leaves out is poetry. Have you, when you were in school or when your own writing throughout your life, did you ever really get into poetry and try that for any length of time? No, I am uh, horrible at poetry. <laughs> I am bad at reading it. Wait a second, you're bad at reading it? What does that mean? Reading it? I, I am like... <laughs> Like English, uh, as, as with many people who, you know, write, English was always my best subject and the poetry section was always my worst section. I'm just, I suck at poetry. I don't know what it is. Is it, you know, so is it the fact that if you're reading like a narrative, like a, if somebody's writing a novel or even a play, like you understand kind of what's going on, is poetry because they're going so many quote unquote layers deep, it's metaphor upon metaphor, it's so far apart, away from the literal meaning of the words, Where where's the part that you like, feel like you're bad at it, you don't get it? Well, I think, and I mean, this might just be like my um, personal hang up is when I read a poem, I'm always like, I don't get it. And then someone's like, like, what don't you get? And I'm like, I don't know. Like I read that and it just seems like it's talking about green, I guess. And like, I guess like a poet would be like, well, there you go. You got it. And I'm like, but I don't like, I think the lack of formalization like wigs out that like analytical part of my brain. And I'm like, but I don't get it. So like, yeah. if you give me a like a Shakespearean sonnet, I'm like, okay, I can like analyze the form. I can get the meaning. I know what he's doing. I feel like I get that. But then if someone hands me like more modern poetry, uh -huh. I think a lot of it's beautiful, but I'm also like, I don't, I don't get this. Like poets brains work on another level that I feel like my little brain just can't understand. So tell me um, the way you write, how do you, how do you write? Cause you've given, uh, it's awesome. Cause you said you, you write books. So you're talking about writing novels and then short stories, plays, blogs, which is a lot of different stuff. How do you write? Um, you mean other than just like typing keys? <laughs> no, you can totally, if you have preferences, I have a huge obsession with keyboards. There's certain keyboards I love and certain keyboards I don't. We don't have to talk about that, but um, 
Like, do you do it at a certain time? How do you come up with your ideas? Because my big struggle, actually, one reason I want to talk to you is uh, fiction writing. I have the complete, I have an easy time just writing stuff off the top of my head that doesn't go anywhere. And the stuff when I see people who write books or novels or plays, I have struggled, I struggle with plot. Plots don't come to me. So how do you write? I mean, you're talking about writing a book, a ton of characters, a ton of stuff's going to happen. How do you, how do you do that? Yeah. Um, so let's see if I can, I don't, I don't really have like a process process, but I'll, I'll kind of, uh, walk through. Okay. So I don't know one thing, um, that I, yeah, cause we, we've talked about it before. Um, the way I kind of got started was when a friend introduced me to NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month, mm-hmm. um, where you're supposed to write a 50,000 word book in a month. And it's basically just a way um, to force people to get words on a page because so much of the time people just kind of agonize over like, did that sentence work? Did this paragraph work? Do I have this mapped out? What's going to happen? And yeah if you're writing a book in a month, it forces you to just like uh, vomit words on a page basically. And then at least you have something to work with. Um, And I've discovered that is a way that um, is best for me in getting started. So usually what happens is if I'm like gonna write something um, or I'm like getting ready for like my next project, I'll come up with my ideas either um, like I'll, I'll usually think of like a scene. So I'll get like an image of like a character doing a thing. And then I'm like, okay, so how did they get there? And where is it going to go from there? Um, and so that might be enough for me to just kind of get started and see what happens depending on like where it falls. Um, And I do usually like to start just by kind of going for a few chapters and like, and seeing what happens just to start because otherwise I totally get bogged down in the like, here's a blank page and now I'm terrified. Um, And then I hit a certain point where I'm like, okay, I'm like, gonna run off the rails um and I have no clue what's going on (laughs) so now I need to like think about it a little bit um I know some people who do like super detailed outlines I am not that sort of person um because the more detailed the outline gets the more like boxed in I feel and then I don't think I can like go organically but Um, so for example, um, the book I wrote during the pandemic, which we can talk a little bit more about, it ended up being like an adventure story where a group of college students were jumping through the worlds of different books. And so I just kind of started with the setup. They jumped into like their first book. And then I was like, okay, like now I need to figure out how do you get into the next book? What does the connection have to be? What, how many books are they going to go through? And so I kind of sat down and just started thinking through like what different books they could enter and how they were connected and that sort of thing. And I just kind of had a list of like 
five or seven um, worlds I kind of wanted them to go into. Uh And then I was like, all right, and now I need to have like, you know, they're looking for their missing professor. So obviously the end, they need to find her and (laughs) what other sort of roadblocks I might like throw in a note of like, okay, in this world, they're going to run into this world roadblock in this world they're going to run into this roadblock and at the end they're going to figure out like this was how they solved the mystery and like once I get a couple details in and kind of know where I'm going I can um I can get started again and then usually at some point um once I've started like kind of um writing those bits out I'm like okay now I have a better idea of where I'm going I'm gonna go like fill out my outline a little more so that um because I know I start getting a better idea of the groundwork that I've laid and where I want it to go and so it's almost like as I go my outline gets more detailed because I've been setting everything up and I have a better and better idea of where I'm going and I don't want to forget those things Okay, I'm fascinated. I want to ask about that because I'm I'm picturing you. It feels like you found this balance because first you so I come up with this idea, and then I just start. I'm kind of I'm a little bit so you're a little bit on fire and you go, but you don't go too fast because if you go too fast, you don't know that you know where it's going, and so then you do a little bit of outlining. So it feels like you're very balanced between it needs to be organic, and it needs to develop how it wants to develop. But then I need. I make sure there's some thought that goes into it. It just feels like a good balance. And then this is why I don't understand it because I compare it to my own process, which is just flaming on fire and then it peters out. And I think you're, by your realizing you're going too fast, you stop yourself from doing that petering out, which is what I do. It's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely petered out. (laughs) I've definitely uh, written outlines and then gotten halfway through and been like this is uh am I allowed to swear yes this is shit (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to do that uh so I actually have a folder on my computer called book graveyard um (laughs) where I tried to make an idea work and I just like couldn't couldn't quite get there either because yeah like I petered out on it I was like the idea is cool but I just don't have enough of like the structure or um like in a couple cases I like put out a whole outline for myself and I got x amount of the way through the book and I was like this outline is stupid and this is a bad way for the plot to go um and so I have a couple where like one day I might go back and like revamp it or I might just leave it there forever. Um, Cause I also, this is another like very uh, common thing for me in terms of like coming up with ideas. I'm very cyclical where I'm like, here's an idea, here's an idea, here's an idea. Like here's the next three books that I want to write or here's the next three blog posts that I want to write. And I'll like have my little list so I don't forget things. Um, because one thing I've noticed once I started keeping lists is I'll be like up, you know, with the baby in the middle of the night. And I'm like, Ooh, that's a great idea. And I open my list and I'm like, I already wrote this idea down. (laughs) (laughs) Not uh, original, but I guess good thing I didn't forget it. Um, But then I'll like be working on those things and maybe like 
the first two didn't pan out or I decided I didn't like them or I'm like done with them or like whatever's happening. And I'm like, well, that was all my ideas. I guess I'm never going to have another idea ever again. Um, and then something happens and I'm like, oh yeah, no, that could make an interesting thing. And then like, I all of a sudden have a bunch of ideas again. So so you do have these periods where, you, and you even, I mean, you have the fear, even though you've been through this rodeo before and you've run out of ideas, you're like, this is the time I'm really out of ideas. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I was working on a book right before I had my baby. Um, and it was, it was an idea that I've had for, I don't know, uh, 10 years now, probably. I'm old enough now that I'm like 10 years ago, I was still an adult. So yeah, yeah, probably 10 years. I tried writing it a couple times. It didn't go anywhere. I finally sat down and was like, I'm going to give this one more try and see if, um, if anything happens. And if it doesn't, then this was just, it's never going to see the light of day, which is fine. Um, and I was working on it and I was getting I got to the point where I was just outlining it because I decided that I didn't have enough brain space to finish a book before I uh, gave birth. And um, I was getting toward the end of it. And I was like, okay, well, here I am, like finishing out this idea that I've had for 10 years. I have nothing else on the horizon. Um, I guess I'm like washed up. I'm just going to write a book <laughs> for an idea I had 10 years ago and I'm never going to write anything ever again um and then like I don't know a week later I was like oh what <laughs> I wrote that I had like a dream uh which happens to me a lot like I wake up from a dream with a really strong impression of something and I was like what if I wrote a book about that and all of a sudden like there I go so um I, it's so you've been you've been through these processes and you're refining them can you remember how did you get started writing do you remember when you started writing and why yeah so the very uh well I mean I wrote like books as a little little kid uh if you ever did this like in the first grade where like the teachers have you write and illustrate stories and then you staple it together and you come yes. home and you're like I wrote a book I uh -huh. definitely did that um I had a story about like two cats having an adventure and I'm sure it's just a nightmare um I wonder if my mom still has it I'm not sure but really the first like book book I guess yeah. is I was like in the maybe like in the fifth grade and I had this good friend we like played together all the time and she for some reason I don't I don't remember how she decided she was going to write a book, but she was going to write a book. And she's like, you know, it'd be fun is if the two of us wrote books together, like, you know, wrote a book at the same time. And I was like, yes, that does sound fun. Yeah. Let's do that. Cause when you're 10, like whatever. Um, and so she and I sat down and we both started trying to write books and um, I wrote like a, few chapters she probably also only wrote a few chapters and then we're like this is harder than it is fun <laughs> maybe <laughs> I don't know about this um and this is before not before computers but before I had access to a computer um so handwriting like in a spiral notebook and um 
Oh yeah, and your hand, cr- the shaking of the hand because your hand's cramping and like, yes. uh, yeah, like writing. Pretty sure my first one, like writing in pencil and smudging it everywhere, and <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so that I don't know that one kind of petered out, and then I was doing something else, and I was like, I know I really want to try writing a book, and so I wrote this absolutely god awful book. Uh, filled up a spiral notebook about um, a teen girl whose parents were like ocean researchers and this was in the future and the water levels um, instead of rising were going down so like it was a book on climate change where the oceans were going down and her parents were like all these animals are going extinct and the ocean is full of trash and this girl with the help of like a pop star that she meets um, and they fall in love or whatever, cause I was 11. Um, <laughs> the two of them like join forces and discover the way to like combat climate change. And then, you know, five years later like the oceans are recovering and the world's getting better again. Um, and I took it over to my friend's house and I was like hey I I did it and she's like cool I want to read it and so I left it at her house and her little sister who was like two years younger than us she like stumbled across this notebook one day while she was homesick and apparently sat down on the couch and read the whole thing um and was like I love this is like the best book ever I love this like you're amazing and I was like holy crap like that's awesome um and so kind of off of that first little like success I just kind of kept going I wrote a few more truly truly horrendous I think I think I have saved them for posterity but they're all like complete ripoffs of other books that I liked um and just all garbage but you know just kept going and then at some point I was like this is awesome this is like what I want to keep doing so okay so you decided to become did you decide I want to as you transition from so you're starting there at 10 and you're working your way through you know pre-adolescence and adolescence did you decide I want to write novels for a living or did you just say were you more you know, separated. I want to write, but I doesn't need to be novel. How did you, how did you work? How did your transition happen to where you are now? Where, I mean, we were just talking about the fact that kind of compartmentalizing, there's things you can do at work that can be satisfying and wonderful. And maybe you can compartmentalize and keep your writing just in your spare time. What was your thinking? Did you want to be a big novelist or what? I did. So when I was younger, I was like, I'm going to be a famous author and that's gonna be my job yes Um, okay and it was mostly just uh as I got older and realized that um first of all like being a famous author like that's cute like I'm never gonna be Stephen King um (laughs) which was like I was like I want to be like Stephen King or J.K. Rowling uh, then I was like, okay, well, maybe not that level, but I could still be, you know, uh, a level below that. Yeah. And I kind of just, as I grew up, realized like even a lot of 
really good, well-known authors that I love reading, like a lot of them still have day jobs or they had day jobs for a very long time. And it was only once they like were able to diversify through like, yeah, you know, I write books and I go to cons and I do freelance, you know, like writing columns. And I like, I feel like any author I know who just does writing also has to do a bunch of other things because it's not a lucrative career um and so I hit a certain point where I was like okay well just like aspiring to be author is not really unless unless I wrote a book that you know someone gave me like a gajillion dollar advance for like right that's not really gonna happen so I started transitioning to um what else can I do that's like kind of in the same wheelhouse because that's what I like to do. Um, And did you do this in your 20s or did you do this thinking in high school or before high school? When did you decide, you know what, author is not an easy career choice. So author is not going to be my career. I'm going to do something else. I think I'm trying to think of when So I, cause I, my undergraduate, I went in as an English major with an emphasis in creative writing. So I was still like, you know, I want to at least do this track. And I think it was sometime in college, um, where I started going, uh, okay. Like I have to do something in addition. So my, my plan as an undergrad was I'm going to become an academic Ooh, okay. um, slash novel writer. So I wanted to be like an English professor slash writer. Um, I was like, I'll do this. I'll transition to, you know, grad school and then my PhD and I'll become an English professor and yep. it'll be great. And then I guess I'm going to date myself. But when I was an undergrad, I think it was my junior year was uh, the 2008 recession And I had a couple of friends who were on the academic track and I saw like how higher education started exploding and like how the job market exploded and just like everything went crazy. And I was like, oh, um, how viable is this exactly? And like, I... uh, I ended up double majoring and writing my senior year of college I wrote a hundred plus page history thesis a 40 plus page English thesis and a full-length play and then when I graduated I was like I have no brain I have no emotions I don't know like I'm not a human being anymore I if I go straight to get my master's I will like burn out in a horrendous way so I had to take some time off and um start reevaluating uh my life and (laughs) what I was going to do and did that that, (laughs) I mean the so the the recession's bad and that affects people differently did you feel like at this time did you always feel like 
okay with uh, mixing creativity with practicality. Some people would describe like things you're talking about. People, we know these people who have like these giant dreams and there's the day their dream dies or the year their dream died. And you can tell these people are haunted and then other people are not haunted. Was there a period where you felt haunted or did you, as like the thing you just described, that's like a, a good sense of self-preservation and understanding. I have burned myself out. I need to take a break. I need to go another path. That sounds like some good self-reflection. And it doesn't sound like the dream dying. How did it feel? I mean, how does it, how did it, how does it feel in retrospect? Um, in retrospect, yeah. Like I would say one thing that I'm good at um, is like, I don't, um, I don't feel like I've ever like necessarily given up on some of the dreams I've had. Like they've definitely like morphed or changed, yeah. but I'm never like, oh, this thing happened. And now like that, well, that sucks. That's never going to happen. Um, I'm really good at like pivoting and saying like, okay, well, what am I, what am I going to do now? Yeah. Um, and then when I look back on it, I'm just like, oh, that was kind of my first time where I had to adapt and change in order not to um, feel like everything, <laughs> you know, crashed around. And, right. And I feel like I've had to do that several times. So I like, I made that pivot. I took a couple years off and then said, how about publishing? And I went to grad school and then, you know, that was all wacky for a number of reasons. And then I pivoted again and I said well I guess I still like to write what about marketing and now I'm like doing a completely different thing and it's it's interesting because I think 20 year old me might be like wow like look at all that stuff I gave up but as an adult I'm really like "Hmm." I, I feel like it's all good life experiences you have to change the world is so crazy like basically nothing is guaranteed like I'm sure another 20 years from now I'm gonna be like <laughs> well that was way different than I expected <laughs> uh is mostly what I've been learning is is what life is is that's just kind of what happens so it actually feels very um useful and like in terms of writing fodder um all this stuff that I've had to like change to uh, just gave me better fodder for being a better writer. Like, so how bad can that be? What do other people, so I, I love that you're kind of, your like a super heroine origin story is that you wrote this book and dropped it off at your friend's house. And then you had the very first fangirl who showed up and was like, oh, I love this thing. Throughout your life, what have family and friends, what have coworkers, what do others think about this thing? Like, what do your parents think about the fact that you write? Did they always say like, Gabrielle's going to be a writer? Like, did it fit into their thing? What have people thought through the years? Yeah, my parents are great and are definitely of the like do what you love uh, <laughs> mold my mom has read all of my books um and of course is like you know telling everyone that I write great books and then <laughs> I remember specifically a book I wrote like honestly like my freshman year of college or something 
I like did a little illustration for like a cover for it and my dad ended up getting it printed and bound and handing it off to like my aunts and uncles and I was like oh my god (laughs) what are you doing wait were you Um, horrified was just like you don't understand that wasn't meant for prime time like I did not mean it's it's not so much like I don't really mind I didn't really mind other people seeing it because it at least had been like I had gone back through an editing process for it but uh, the illustration, I mean, like, I just kind of doodle. I'm not that good at drawing. I just kind of do it for me. And so that was sort of embarrassing. But then it was just like, you know, the proud parent thing where like yeah. anytime my parents are like, look at this thing. Um, I'm always like, oh, oh God. Um, so they 100% like, you know, I, I definitely think one day I will get my act together and get a book published um I I just need to like get my act together and actually actively try to do it and I think my parents will be like well you know we've been reading Gab's books since she was 13 years old so (laughs) they're you know just embarrassing um and uh, yeah, my friends have always like, I mean, I think that is one of the things that keeps me going is that um, anytime I am working on writing a lot of the time, I'll like send my friends chapters as I write them or I'll finish the book and I'll, I'll send it out. And I will say like, if I send my book out to 20 people, I know like two of them are maybe reading it because everyone wants to but I you get sent like a hundred thousand words and you're like I don't have time for this Um, (laughs) right you're like oh Gab's sorry she did actually write a book oh yeah like (laughs) I'm not messing around guys but it is cool just because like kind of my community of people I I really like talking about it and then people are always like that's really cool you write things can I read them um And so all just like the feedback and encouragement I've gotten from my friends over the years where I, um, I did a thing for a while when I was younger and I actually had free time where I would like write my friends short stories for their birthdays based on like story prompts they gave me. Um, so you could get like personalized writing from me and, um, that sort of thing, like was always, super fun and encouraging and then like most recently um this blog that I started um one of the nice things about it is it's easier for me to write because it's shorter form but then I think it's also easier for people to read so I have a number of friends um and then actually my mother-in-law who are subscribed to it and then like I'll put a post out and then I'll have people like texting and messaging me in the following days like hey, I read your latest post. Like, I really liked this point you made or like, how are you doing? Or so, um, yeah, I think that definitely if I was just like in my own little void and I'm like, well, I finished another book and I guess there it is on my desktop. (laughs) And like, no, I never talked to anyone about it or no one ever read it, then I would, um, I don't know how encouraged I would be to continue, but I have like a lot of cool people who are always like 
show me your stuff. Talk to me about your stuff. What's going on with your stuff? So are those people, do you have people in your lives? Are these people who are encouraging of your art? They love your art, but they don't do their own stuff. Or do any of them have their own things? And does it kind of become that sort of artistic salon thing where people are sharing their own art? Or is it kind of people who don't do art themselves like it? It's, or a mix? It's a mix. Okay. I would say... Um, I definitely do have some super talented friends who um, do stuff and I, I do write with them sometimes, although a lot of them are much more disciplined than I am where they're actually like getting short stories published and then I'm just like, I'm just derping around <laughs> over here. Right. Um, but I have, a, I have uh, a couple good friends where I've definitely like exchanged stuff back and forth with them and gotten feedback and that sort of thing um but then I would say like my quote-unquote biggest fans I guess are more just like people I know who um don't necessarily like write themselves but like to read so they want to read my stuff yeah what think I don't know if you've thought about this before, but if you know somebody's listening to this, and I always wish people people have like little artistic dreams in them, and if their little artistic dream is to write, and they haven't done it since they wrote the eight pages on elementary school lined paper and illustrated it and stapled it together for you know a first grade class book, what do you have? What do you tell people if they think I used to think I wanted to write? What advice would you have for people? To get to to get started again, figure out what they want to do. Yeah. Um, so I think, like, I try. I'm, I'm thinking of a couple different things. I'm trying to think of okay. uh, which one I'm going to start with. So I think uh, one of the things that's kind of tough is, and I think this happens with a lot of people, is you get the creative spark yes get started and you're all fired up and then you hit a block and you're like well this is hard or not fun or I don't know what to do and then you just stop and then well there you go you have 20 pages of the book and that's that's that. you've 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 just that in a very short time you that's the story of my life so thank you for <laughs> sh- yeah it's perfect that's a perfect explanation um and I think one of the things that like I kind of talk to people about is like um so I I do think anyone who wants to write totally capable of it and you should go for it so that's the first thing is like if you're like well I'm interested but I'm not very good at it or I don't have formal training or I what I'm like just go for it like have a good time give it a try like you know you don't have by any means you have to have formal experience you just have to keep doing it like if you could see the absolute mountains of trash that I have written, um, it is astounding, like how much bad writing I've done. And I'm sure I continue to do bad writing. Um, it's just at a much higher level of bad than it used to be. <laughs> it's more, it's a, it's a high level of sophistication for bad writing. Is- yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think the other thing is that a lot of people, um, when you think of like being a writer, they think, well, I have to write a book and books are hard because they're super long and there's a lot that's involved. And so like to actually finish a book 
is difficult and for someone who's just interested in like writing and having some fun I actually think just trying to start by sitting down and writing a book is not necessarily a good idea (laughs) um because it it just takes a, a lot of work and I think we don't value enough like the fun creative writing that you can do um that doesn't become like a world-renowned book that you have to get published right write a short story like get there are really cool books out there um with just prompts and art and whatever in them and you can just sit down and write a page or write a couple pages and then the next thing you sit down to write doesn't even have to be at all related um just like try to have fun, try to finish a short story. Writing five or 10 pages is much easier. Um, And I think uh, personally for me, until I finish a project, I tend to have a sense of like, I haven't done anything. So I've been working on this book for six months and I haven't done anything. And it's like, well, you've written 80 pages and I'm like, oh, but it's not done yet. that's that's how my brain works. <laughs> so the lack of the lack of completion can be painful if you start and are working on a long project. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do that with work stuff all the time. I look at my to do list. I'm like, I didn't do anything today. It's like, well, I did the first three steps of every single thing on my list. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have enough time to actually finish all of them. Like I did something. So if you start with just smaller goals and allow yourself like moments of accomplishment or even if you do want to write a book and you just set the goalposts a lot smaller (laughs) yeah um any any way you can give yourself a dopamine hit while writing um I encourage because like after all that initial fun stuff a lot of it is really just continuing to slog even while it's painful until it gets fun again so, um, and I think that's probably hard. That thing you encapsulated in the beginning, it's, it's hard to wrap your head around when you think about writing, you think, well, this is something I want to do. And so you, I don't, I, probably people don't think about it like training, like, well, fine, you want to run a marathon. I understand that, but you know, there's a lot of pain involved. And so people don't necessarily think with writing there's pain involved, but there is psychic pain. You're going to experience psychic pain. Yeah. If you ever want to see just like go on Twitter and look for writers and literally everyone is like, I should be writing today, but I spent five hours on Twitter. <laughs> like just as a group, we are such a mess. Um, and yeah, like the, the advice you hear, like uh, published authors always say, just set a time to write every day and like yes. just stick to it. And you're like, well, that's dumb. Like, I don't need, I'll just do it when the feeling strikes. And when that happens, then you don't do it because there's so much other stuff to do. And it's, it's like a really weird disconnect to realize this thing that I love doing is also somehow the thing I try to avoid doing at all costs. Um, Yes. Can I, do you have any idea? Have you plumbed into that? Why is that? That happens with many things. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, 
I, I mean, I think part of it is just because, um, you know, once whatever spark or fuse or whatever stops, then like creative writing and writing for fun and with like stories and things you're interested in, like, um, once it hits the point where it's, it's not feeling just like fun and easy anymore, I think you have to come to terms with like, if you like to write, it feels like it should be fun and easy all the time. And then when it's not fun and easy anymore, then like your brain just starts throwing up all of these walls and um, being creative on demand is, is really hard a lot of the time. Um, and I don't think we realize that like writing a book um, is being creative on demand. <laughs> and so you're like, what? Like, oh, I have to like, I have to work more than I think I should to do something that seems like it should be fun and easy. And, and it's just not. Um, it's one of those things where like the common perception of it is much different from the actual day-to-day -day of it. And you're just, your mind like rebels against it. Um, so for me personally, like the advice of set time to sit down and do it is the only way I actually <laughs> can make progress. Um, last year, I actually made a spreadsheet, which sounds like the least creative writing fun thing ever. And I said, my goal is to write 500 words a day. Um, and if I miss a day, then I have to, you know, make it up. Yeah. And, um, and then I tracked my progress on a spreadsheet so I could see how I was performing against my goal, which I don't necessarily recommend for people unless you are a special brand of weird <laughs> because I know a lot of people that that would just stress them out even worse. But for me, it was um, super helpful because I'm very driven by like concrete progress. Yeah. Um, and that was super helpful. I did not sit down and write every day, but almost every day because of that. And I wrote so much more last year than I have, you know, probably some years combined in my life. So um, I was like, fine, I'll finally do it. I'll listen to the actual successful published people and do what they say. And by Jove, it worked. <laughs> uh I think there's a, so I, your example is perfect where you want to do it when it's fun. And then how do you get over the hump when all of a sudden this thing you want to do is not fun. And then the other thing I think that's a huge problem is uh, perfectionism. So the idea that this is supposed to be fun when you're having fun, you feel like the thing you're doing is good. And then you're not haunted by the feeling that it's bad. When, when that energy runs out, you're sitting there looking at words that you acknowledge these words are bad. And the idea that the discipline necessary, you just have to keep writing. You'll get through some bad words and the words will become good again at some point. That's yeah. a hard slog to sit there with perfectionism and like, I want to do good words and these words are bad, but the only way to get to the good words is to keep writing these bad words. It's very frustrating. It is. 
it is very difficult yes and for perfectionists it's like its own special brand of hell when you're like i just wrote three pages that i know are all trash (laughs) and yeah that's that's why like nanowrimo for me um i just like that mindset is something i i try to apply when it gets hard and I don't want to do it. And I feel like everything I'm writing is bad. I'm like, just get the words on the page. And eventually, like, you'll hit a scene or a day or whatever where it gets all exciting again. And then yeah. you can you can go from there. So um, I know there are definitely people who prefer to, like, continue to craft and work on the paragraph until they think it's perfect but I I just can't operate that way like for me it's much better to just keep plowing forward and then when I go back and look at it later for editing I'm just like oh yeah that day was really hard and these three days like these three pages where the characters just literally thinking about the same thing for <laughs> a thousand words I can just distill that to two sentences and move on everything you're telling me about discipline and writing is uh profoundly true and i feel called out and i don't (laughs) want to face this reality and i do not appreciate your presenting this reality but i appreciate i discern that it is in fact reality i I don't know what you're saying makes a lot of sense (laughs) i see myself in this and i don't like it that's that's um, me a lot of days on the internet um, so you just want people yeah you're i, I like the general advice uh, there's other advice there's people who are a little more frustrated go find the thing you're good at or there's all kinds of advice out there for people but the idea that just to do it and then don't beat up on yourself and then the other side of that is well if you do start liking this yeah you're gonna have days where you don't want to practice guitar you're gonna have days where you don't feel like ice skating you're gonna have days where you don't feel like going out running but the only way to get to, to get through those bad days is you can't go around them. It's that infernal truth that is so true and so painful. You have to go through them. You have to go through them. You can't avoid them. So you have to go through them. Otherwise you'll just stop. Yes. I, it's one of the reasons um, that I keep signing up for races. Cause I also run something I'm, I'm very, cause you know, at, you won't run if you don't but, sign up for the race. Yeah. So I signed up for a half, <laughs> half marathon in October and yeah. in a couple of weeks here, I'm going to have to start my training. Um, and yeah, like I've definitely had the days where I'm like, well, I have to run eight miles today and that hour and a half is going to be hell on earth, but like <laughs> I got to go do it. So, uh, yeah, sometimes I feel that way about my writing as well. Um, I, again, I started a blog this year because I have um, a six month old and writing a book right now, I was like, I still from post pandemic burnout and baby and everything. Like, I just know I can't book right now, but I want to start writing again. So I was like, I'm going to do weekly blog posts. Um, and I set myself, I've been trying really hard to get them out on Wednesday. I've Mm -hmm. had to fudge a couple times my one this week came out on Thursday but um yeah the number of times it's Tuesday night and I'm like I have to finish writing and editing and scheduling this blog post and my husband's like 
but you don't have to. I'm like, I know I don't like no no one's gonna like call me on Wednesday and be like you missed your deadline but if I don't do it then and I'm just like yeah I'll just skip this week and do next week then next week I'm gonna do the same thing and then all of a sudden it's um what was the statistic WordPress just told me it was like 80% 80% of blogs don't make it beyond the first month because <laughs> again, it's just the thing where you get all excited and a lot of ideas yeah. and you write your first three or four posts. And then you're like, Oh, this week I had all of these things happen and I didn't have time to get anything out. And like now my deadlines in six hours, like, so uh, I've been trying to apply that to this new um venture as well um my last question uh it's an important question and it may not be interesting but i am curious about that one thing i you know hey i hear uh, the discipline makes sense what do you feel like inside what does it feel like to be you when you go too long without writing so when um you're too busy with family too busy with work or you're not feeling well what does a stretch of not writing feel like Ooh, that's a good question. Um, so I, let's see if I can, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be hard to verbalize, verbalize, which is kind of funny because it's like, (laughs) that's all I do is (laughs) put things into words, but, um, uh, okay. Let's see if I can. And the, the biggest reason I ask is because I hear um, you lay this discipline out to get this thing done. You, Gabrielle, write, and you fi- you figured out ways to kind of make yourself write when you don't want to. But then, uh-oh, there's that question underneath, which is, why are you writing? You don't, you don't have to. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. I could just stop. Uh, some days I'm like, maybe the better option. Um, yeah, I, I actually did recently, I was like writing a little bio for myself and I think I ended up writing, um, that writing is a bit of a compulsion for me. And then I said, yeah, that, that feels like what it is, is that, um, I have gone, gone four stretches before where I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it just makes me personally feel less like me um so I'll be um not writing for a while and I'll start thinking about um the book that I abandoned or the play I want to do or I'll come up with a story idea or whatever and then I'm like well you know I don't really have time for that right now I'm too tired whatever's going on I'm not going to do it and I end up kind of building up this like huge well of like oh guilt's not exactly the right word but like why haven't I why haven't I done this thing in so long it's almost like this like kind of pressure like building inside of me and I'm like I you know oh I just watched like rewatched Battlestar Galactica I had time to do that (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have time to, to write. Um, and sometimes I'm like, well, yeah, it's hard. I'm tired. Like 
I haven't gotten to publish like whatever, but um, then I could just ultimately hit the point where I start doing it again because all this other stuff in my life that I love and am interested in, none of it can kind of quite get to that um, whatever itch I'm scratching through writing. Like, yeah. like the, the need to be creative for me is through writing. And I mean, I've gone, so I think my most recent, I went almost six months uh, at the beginning of this year, basically only doing writing for work and none of it creatively. Um, and I think when I came into May, I was like, oh my God, like I, I burn out by everything. And the fact that I haven't been writing has actually made my burnout worse. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I was like, I'm going to start this blog because it'll just give me the chance to do something. And so even then, like on Wednesday, if I stayed up till midnight to finish this post, then I was up with the kid at 2 a.m. and I got four hours of sleep. Oh, God. Um, I'm I'm exhausted, but I've never been like, man, I'm exhausted today. I wish I just hadn't written that article and gone to bed instead. Oh my God, that is that is fascinating because people do talk about there's um you know, I mean, what do you regret? And you're like, you don't regret that. You yeah. might regret many things, but you don't regret that. Yeah. So yeah, like I think, you know, everyone kind of has their their thing. And um absolutely like if if life has destroyed you to a point where all you can do is sit down and watch TV at the end of the day for three months straight, I've done it. Uh, no judgment, like live your life. But um, yeah, at some point I just kind of start going, well, I have as an adult now with all this other stuff going on, I have a limited amount of free time. And so instead of trying to do all the things, I try to pare it down into like, what are the most important things. Um, and so for me, I said, well, writing. And so I cut out television and started writing instead. Yeah. Um, Cause that's more fulfilling to me. Yeah. Well, Gabs, I, I really appreciate your sharing uh, all of this. It has been really helpful to me to uh, hear all this stuff. Yeah. And I have, <laughs> I have so much other nonsense I could throw at you, but. Uh... Oh, if you want to feel free to email me anything and we'll, we will put links up or yeah, if you want me to share anything, I would be glad to. Like, do you want to do a five part episode? We can talk about playwriting. We can talk about doing a whole episode on NaNoWriMo. We can do, there's just, it's nuts. Look, you are full of ideas. Again, this is so good for me because I have the way my creativity runs and it it is helpful to hear how other people's creativity runs because I don't know, it's just, it's realize how you're different. You sort of, I don't know, I spend a lot of time comparing myself to different people and how they do things. And you, you can learn some things from them and then other things, you know, you figure out, oh, this is what, this is how I'm tweaked different and it doesn't, that just won't work. So it's very interesting. Some of the stuff is, uh, this idea, especially of discipline, it's very, 
I struggle with that. I disciplined about certain things, but it's hard to be disciplined about something that's supposed to be quote unquote, a labor of love. It's hard to be disciplined about that. It is. And it's, yeah, being, being a creative is really weird because people are just like, oh, you get to do the thing that you love all the time. And you're like, it's actually really hard. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But then it sounds whiny to be like, writing this book was so hard, but like, I mean, it just, it, it does, it's goofy sometimes if you're talking to non-creatives and you're like, that book was really hard to write. And people are like, really? Like you did it for fun, right? I'm like, well, (laughs) yes, but, but yeah, I always try to, um, uh, something when I started running a few years ago, my husband is like an actual athlete and a really good runner and goes out and does like, you know, 10 miles and sub seven minutes. And I, I can chug along at an 1130 to 12 minute mile pace. Um, and I, I used to like, look at all the elite athletes and just be like, man, I, am not gonna get there ever and it's so discouraging and I guess I'm really bad at this and um the like cheesy self-affirmation thing that like really works for me is you can only compare yourself to yourself because everyone is different and has different skills and uh so if I ever like am despairing about my writing one way to really boost your mood is go read something you wrote like 10 years ago. And then you're like, I am way better than that now. <laughs> like that was oh, a terrible oh. gabs. I cannot believe I was that gabs. Yeah. It's, uh, it's hilarious. Um, and then sometimes I'm like, that's mostly bad, but I can see a few little sparks of like me growing as a writer in there. So I mean, I don't know if that works for you, but uh, comparing yourself to yourself is something I am always trying to admonish myself to do because, yes, everyone's brains work differently. So, well, apparently, you will come back to discuss anything writing related for this podcast, which I'm totally stoked about. And so, just uh, in closing, I would say uh, this was uh, Gabs. And uh, even though it's hard, she is compelled to write.